Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Hour number three of Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina filling in for Cam Stewart. George Kurtz uh, joining me as well. Sean Angle producing our show. And I love that promo uh, about uh, Cam Stewart uh, mixing it up on the dance floor. I can picture him uh, uh, being a good dancer and a little upset uh, that uh, you don't have enough confidence in, in your dancing skills there, George. I mean, uh, yeah, you put a few drinks in me, I'll, I'll get on the dance floor, but I need a few drinks. Well, I don't drink, so maybe maybe that's the first problem, mm. right? I don't, uh, I don't, I don't right, right. I drink. I just don't drink alcohol. It's not a problem. It's uh, a relax. good thing. <laughs> uh, I have no problem. I mean, I'm not a crusader or anything. My wife likes loves uh-huh. her wine. We call it her her happy drink. Right, right. I just choose not to. I, I've never liked the taste, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, my father was an alcoholic too, so I'm sure that had something to do with it. So uh, sure. once again, okay. I just. I just I don't partake. Maybe that would help, but uh, it does. It right, always. Right. I love music. I mean, I'm a I'm a big rock, rock mm-hmm. and roll guy. Love uh, love rock. But man, I, I I wasn't kidding in that promo. I can play any sport always, but it was very athletic. Yeah. Uh, everything came naturally to me, except dancing. I can't dance to save mm-hmm. my life. I just I can't do it, man. I have no no swerve in the hips at all. It's just it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Do you like some? I know you're a classic rock guy, like like me. But uh, you know, like dance music, if, if it comes on, do, uh, do you like listening to it, or just you're, you're just a pure classic rock, let's say pop kind of guy? No, I mean, when you ask me what my, what my favorite type of music is, it, it's classic rock. But I like uh, other music as well. Mm-hmm. If the song is good, I don't. I'm not some mm-hmm. only rock or I hate everything else. I mean, there's there's other type. I like some. I do like some disco. I mean, my fr- uh, I mm-hmm. have my neighbor who just moved, a very good friend of mine. And when he, before he moved, he left all his CDs here, and he had like 500 of them. I went through each one, and he had a whole lot of disco ones mm-hmm. that I took because I like I like the tune, so I don't mind uh, listening to disco. Doesn't help my dancing any, mind you, but uh, I do like it. <laughs> but I, I got I got the foot tap going. But uh, yeah, I just I, I just can't move. Just can't move move to uh, really anything, anything at all. Sad bothers me. Well, not really. Mm-hmm. But. All right. Well. You'll get over it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, th- let's uh, turn the conversation back to a little bit of football, and then we could go back to, to baseball and go over some of the uh, the, the lineups that are out. Uh, still uh, uh, some lineups that haven't been posted yet. Um, but uh, is, is the Antonio Brown drama ever going to stop, George? I mean, Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you see this like little Twitter war uh, between uh, him and Juju? And it looks like Juju, the kid, has a, is, is a little bit more uh, mature uh, than Antonio Brown, right? I mean, they're talking keep your emotions off the Internet. Uh, Brown saying uh, emotion. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. Uh, by the way, check the list. So, I mean, you, you I mean, think, look, you know, uh, Antonio Brown, he got traded. He got his money. Come on. Let's move on. Well, it's funny. It, that's the first thing, right? Why are you even talking about Pittsburgh mm-hmm. anymore? Right, I mean, right, right. Why? Uh, that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you, heard, if, you, if you watch the whole Twitter war with Juju, all right, which is mm-hmm. stupid crap, the last thing that Brown mm-hmm. said was uh, he, he actually copied – what uh, I guess Juju had uh, when he was still in college, Juju had asked, you know, mm-hmm. if you could give me any tips to help out, da, 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 you know, that'd be great. It was a very nice tweet from Juju. And 
Brown copied that like it was a, like Juju said something bad and they did, did a mic drop. <laughs> right. It's like you, right. you realize you just hurt yourself here, right? I mean, it's like, is Brown just that stupid that he thinks that he won because of that? I mean, that was a very good thing with Juju. He, he actually asked him, is there anything you could tell me about playing the position? Or was Brown just trying to prove mm-hmm. that Juju didn't know every, anything at the time? I mean, whatever it was, it was just strange that Brown thought this helped him. You know, it's right. very weird. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the, the thing that keeps coming back to me is why do you care? You wanted out of Pittsburgh. Right. You got out of Pittsburgh. You got out of you Pittsburgh. Make, you, right. Right. You got a brand new contract with Oakland making a whole ton of money. Why are you still talking about Pittsburgh? You know, in other words, you know, what's the old saying? He, he doth protest too much. I guess he wants to. I guess he wishes he was still in Pittsburgh. Yeah, probably does. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, uh, so uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, what do you think about uh, Juju? I know that uh, your your concerns have been that uh, you know it, it, when you're on a team on the field with Antonio Brown on the other side of the field, uh, it, it kind of helps you, right? But now when you're the number one guy and defenders are focused more on you and uh, the other options on the other side of the field are maybe uh, second-year wide receiver James Washington and whoever they might end up picking up uh, on, the, on in the draft in the next week, uh, week and a half or so. Uh, what do you think uh, Juju's prospects are? Uh, you know, do you think he's going to, you know, continue his upward upward projection? Uh, what do you think about Juju's uh, twenty nineteen potential? Well, we're going to find out about it, right? We're going to find out about it because now you don't have Antonio Brown on the other side taking away all the uh, defensive coverage. You're going to face number one cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. You're going to face the focus of the defensive secondary. Uh, so I do have my worries. I do. Because, uh, like I said, last year he was facing number twos, single coverage. Now it's going to be double coverage, mm-hmm. maybe a man over the top against him, and just much better much better players playing you. So, yeah, I have my concerns. Mm-hmm. I'm not drafting him in round two. I won't do that. The receiver, I, I'll find somebody else. Round three is where I could go for it here. But uh, I, I said I'll, I'll be worried. It'll be in the you back would, of my mind. You wouldn't that draft Juju in the second know. round? No. No, not even close. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't wow, really want to jump okay. in the third round. I have a funny feeling that come draft time, he won't be on many mm-hmm. of my teams unless there's this wide receiver runs and I have no choice. Because it's just going to be in my mm-hmm. mind over and over again that, hey, you know, this, this is going to be a much different season for him. Much different uh, attention going to be paid, paid to him. I think he's going to have some problems here. By the way, CeCe Sabathia strikes out the first two batters he faces. Nice. Okay. Uh, any indication in terms of his uh, velocity? Is it you know upper eighties, lower nineties, like we we would expect? I guess. Or uh, if you, if you see it, just let us know. Uh, or we can check the the. He's been throwing a lot of all, uh, all speeds. I'm like he always pitches now, so I don't think he's throwing all that hard. Mm-hmm. But I haven't looked at the velocity mm-hmm. readings. You know, he's still eating right. his Captain Crunch. By the way, you could certainly tell that. Uh, A boxer, too. Uh, I remember he pitched worse when he gave up uh, his uh, Captain Crunch, uh, we'll call it an uh, obsession, (laughs) or diet. Uh, Well, all right, so that's enough with Antonio Brown. I hate to even bring it up. It's just kind of fun. Were you going to say something? Oh, it is. Listen, I I thank him for giving us stuff to talk about. Thank you very much. But seriously, man, Mm -hmm. shut up. You're you're hurting yourself. You're just hurting yourself. Uh, I I just found that last tweet to be weird. That tweet was actually Mm -hmm. um, just showed some maturity on Juju asking for help. You know, and then you use that as if you think that's a win for you. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, I said I just thought it was strange. I, I really did. I, I didn't understand it. But then again, I don't understand most of what these athletes do nowadays, Joe. I really don't. <laughs> Talking about hurting yourself, uh, what about Leonard Fournette? Uh, oh God, he had some issues. Uh, you're right, dri- driving with a suspended license, uh, charged with speeding, knowingly driving with a suspended, canceled or revoked license, uh, <laughs> improper window tint. That's silly. But, uh, you know, it'd be just, you know, with the with the driver with the suspended license, that's kind of like, dude, look, you've had so many issues on the field. Uh, do you really need this? Do you really need to get Tom Coughlin's attention, the Jaguars' attention? I mean, you're already probably in the doghouse. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the Jags uh, do going forward uh, in terms of the drift? Do you, do you think that they might look for a replacement for him in the draft? I mean, let's look, you know, looking at, uh, yeah, they made the move. They have their quarterback now, Nick Foles, right? Uh, they're going to probably need some help at wide receiver uh, Marquise Lee, 
D.D. Westbrook is their uh, one and two guys. Uh, uh, they got uh, Jeff Swaim, uh, former Dallas Cowboy uh, tight end. Uh, how much longer, what kind of a leash do you think that Leonard Fournette has uh, in uh, Jacksonville? Well, you know, this is another strange situation because uh, we only he had to fight. He had to fight in Buffalo last season, right? Then, you know, whatever. You yeah, know, he's had issues with Jacksonville a lot. There was a lot of talk that he would be traded during the offseason. Hasn't happened. We heard that he's gained 20 pounds during the offseason. How true that is, we really don't know. But that he may be out of shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the issues he's had, and then this happens, and it's because he didn't pay a $204 ticket. All right? right. I mean, uh, it shows an extreme lack of maturity. Right, extreme mm-hmm. lack because you for because you didn't play it for two hundred dollars, two hundred four dollars to Leonard Fournette is like five dollars to you and I. Right? It's nothing. You pay mm-hmm. it and you move on. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. He didn't Agreed. pay it or didn't. You know, you, you want to fight it, fight it. Hire hire a lawyer and fight it. Do whatever you got to do, but you don't ignore it. And that's what he did. He ignored it. And then you know he got pulled mm-hmm. over again. They find oh you look like you got spend a license. You knew it. Da, 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 you're arrested. Just stupidity. You know, just stupidity. I don't think he gets suspended by the league for this. I don't think he will. Then again, you never know with Goodell. Uh, not that I, right. I don't, not that I'm making fun of Goodell. I, it doesn't bother me at all when he suspends these players for what they do. Uh, be nice if these mm-hmm. guys figured it out. But either way, I don't think he'll be suspended for it. So I think he'll be fine for the season. I think the fact that Jackson was going to be pissed off at him, the fact that he may be out of shape is much more concerning to me. Now, for all I know, he gets mm-hmm. 20 pounds out of shape every offseason and works himself back in shape starting now. I don't know. You know, I, mm-hmm. I find that unlikely, but for all we know, that's what happens here. It, uh, it, to me, it shows an extreme lack of maturity and that he doesn't take the game seriously or doesn't take his livelihood seriously. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody I'll be looking to draft anywhere near in fantasy leagues. And I think you're right, by the way. I think Jacksonville has to, has to be looking at uh, picking up somebody in the draft. Has to be look, looking mm-hmm. at picking up somebody in the draft because I mean, right they now Blue Alfred Blue is his backups. And, yeah, they can't they can't rely on him, and they know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I agree with you, and it just just one of these players that keeps on putting themselves in uh, bad positions, which you know, and it's inexplicable. Just you know, it doesn't make sense. But uh, hey, stupid. Uh, it's stupid. Say what it is. Yeah. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's stupid. CC three up, three down. Uh, by the way, Yankees up, bottom one. There you go. All right. Um, so uh, Chris Hogan uh, on to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, any impact there? I mean, Hogan is a guy <laughs> that just basically uh, he just never has fulfilled his his potential consistently in fantasy. I mean, he's a guy you, you know. Uh, What's his nickname? Twenty four seven because he's open all the time. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't resulted in much fantasy production for him. I mean, listen, uh, this hurts probably Brady more than it helps Cam. All right, I don't know this what's mm-hmm. there for the Cam to do. And when I say it hurts Brady, it's just no one else to throw to there. <laughs> I mean, that's really the way mm-hmm. it is. I guess the, Caroline needed to pick somebody up because uh, oh god, his name is escaping my head. He went to uh, the guy who went to Indianapolis. Uh, I'm drawing a blank Devin here Funches? on the receiver. Funches? Devin Funches went. Is uh, it Funches? He went to Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Not, mm-hmm. Yes, not that he's all that great anyway, mm-hmm. but still, they were down a wide mm-hmm. receiver, so it gives him sort of a replacement there. Gives him more speed, you know, some more speed there uh, for Cam, but uh, nothing great here. I mean, uh, I keep thinking Leslie Nielsen. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Wide receiver four. <laughs> you know, a, a depth player. Wide receiver four. Sure. Anything more than that? No. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you, you mentioned the Pats, and we kind of uh, alluded to it uh, earlier, the uh, uh, signing of Austin Safarian Jenkins. Uh, the, the tight end position was notoriously light <laughs> in fantasy last year. Uh, what do you think that this does to Austin Safarian Jenkins' uh, fantasy appeal uh, to the Pats in general? I mean, for me, he moves up my radar a little bit. I mean, like I said, he, he said the all the right things so far. He said, I'm ready to go to work. And then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, when asked uh, why he signed with uh, the Pats, eh? ever heard of Tom Brady? I mean, uh, what do you think that we could expect uh, uh, from uh, Safarian Jenkins uh, if he's healthy for the season? Listen, uh, is he going to be a top 10 tight end or top 12 tight end? Probably not. I can see him being in that 10 to 15 range, but tight end is fairly deep. He's somebody, uh, if you wait forever on tight end, 
You know, you just don't believe in mm-hmm. taking a tight end early, and you're, you're around 10, 12. Do I take a shot on him? Sure. Maybe if you take a tight end that mm-hmm. gets hurt a lot, and you want him as your second tight end. I don't like drafting two tight ends. I don't. But then mm-hmm. I could see mm-hmm. it then. I would be okay with that. But uh, I, he's not something I'm looking to draft. I think he's uh, he's that definition of a player where I don't look to draft uh, Jenkins. I end up with Jenkins. You know, you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying there? He was, all right, I waited yeah, too yeah, long. Yeah. It was a run. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm at yeah. the wrong end of a run, whatever it might be. You know, and I ended mm-hmm. up with Jenkins, but he's not someone I'm looking to grab here. But he will have some intriguing value because, you know, maybe he'll be, he does have good hands in the end zone. We saw that uh, last season, with the, two years ago with the Jets, we, granted, a lot of the touchdowns were overturned because he couldn't really complete the catch to the ground, <laughs> but he did have a lot of shots right. in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think we uh, I just saw that the uh, Orioles scored a run. Uh, is it possible that Chris Davis uh, got a base hit? Chris Davis singles on a line drive to right field. He got two runs, actually. It is over. Look at that. <laughs> America's <laughs> long nightmare is <laughs> over. And uh, we want to thank him for doing it on our show. <laughs> did it on our show, and he did it against Boston. We got two, uh, two yeah. pluses there, right? Yeah, two against pluses, Bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, against Rick Porcello, by the way. It's still first and second, one out in this game here. Two nothing Baltimore. So yeah, Chris mm-hmm. Davis, it's it's over. Good for Chris Davis. You know, I guess we're all happy mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Didn't I say to take Boston? <laughs> sure, sure. Although this game's not over yet, boy. It's got a long way. It'll be a nice uh, high scoring game. Yeah, yeah. Boston's out of the inning, right, by the way. Two nothing at bottom yeah. of the first. All right, when we come back, we'll go back to uh, Major League Baseball and uh, the waiver wire. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina in for the vacationing. Cam Stewart. If you're in Vegas, look for uh, uh, look for for Cam. You know he's probably just hanging out, having a good time. George Kurtz along with me. He's uh, on a Weekend Fantasy Update uh, every weekend from 11 a.m. Uh, to 2 p.m. And we've got uh, Sean Engel producing our show and keeping us flying straight. Uh, any big races this week in there, uh, Sean Engel, that uh, you, you're covering? Or what's the story with you this weekend? What are you doing? Well, as far as NASCAR races are concerned, there is a race, and it is tonight at Richmond, the Toyota Owners 400. Ooh. Going night racing on a short track. Ooh, all right, sir. be fun. Any uh, tips for uh, any listeners of ours? I know that uh, you like to play a little DFS, NASCAR, or anybody that you're looking at. Well, as far as drivers that I am looking at, I am looking at the likes of, say, Kyle Busch, because he is one of the guys Mm -hmm. that's been performing very strongly all throughout the season. After all, he's finished in the top Mm ten in just about every race this season, so he's already been looking strong. But other than that, you also got to think to drivers like Kevin Harvick, who's starting on the pole. And based on how the new rules package has been treating the cars this season, it definitely favors those that start towards the front at the same time, too. So from a DFS perspective, you can expect somebody like Harvick in order to lead a couple laps today. That is Sean Agley providing some uh, NASCAR DFS advice, and you should listen to him because he's been very successful over the years. So the uh, guy should be uh, definitely following. Uh, uh, you have a Twitter handle there? or what, uh, to, 
that uh, people could follow you on there, at Sean Angle? Well, if for those that are curious about following my NASCAR escapades, you can just follow me at SeanE247. From there, I'm posting about whatever NASCAR stuff I am working on, and uh, I'm working on some things right now, but there's a few other cool things in the works that are planned for the future, so you definitely want to follow nice. me if you want NASCAR content coming. Absolutely, absolutely. A bright future for Sean Angle. Uh, does a great job uh, producing our shows uh, throughout the week. And uh, for me, it's on, on the weekend. So I, I appreciate you, Sean. Thank you. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina. Uh, you can follow Mr. George Kurtz at George Kurtz uh, on the Twitter machine. So uh, let's take a look at a couple other uh, names uh, that uh, our listeners, George, might be looking to add. Uh, and I'm looking at the, the you know some of the, the deeper names. Uh, Freddie Galvis and we've uh, kind of, you know, been downplaying the effectiveness because we should of the overall uh, Toronto Blue Jay offense. But uh, it's not uh, through any fault of uh, Freddie Galvis, who, who uh, through uh, his first 14 games has uh, four home runs, 375 batting average uh, and a 708 slugging. I mean, I know that he, he's probably going to regress a bit, but this is a guy that you, some people forget that in 2016 uh, had 20 home runs, 17 stolen bases. So uh you know, there is uh, underlying talent here. Sure. That's one way of looking mm -hmm. at it. Underlying talent. Uh, I'm uh, not going out of my way. Uh, middle infielder. <laughs> if you need middle infield, maybe you got crushed with injuries. There are a lot of them out there. I could see it, but he's not something I expect to do much. You know, a little hot streak right mm -hmm. now. You want to ride him? Eh, fine. Go for it. But uh, I don't think this lasts anywhere long where I, I have to go out and get Freddie Galvis. Uh, Galvis. No. Uh, not all mm -hmm. that interested uh, there. And by the way, we, we talked about it earlier in uh, hockey, and Nikita Kucherov has been suspended for one game by the NHL. One whole game. Way, way to go, NHL. The NHL's justification uh -huh. is that playoff games are worth more than regular season games. Well, I might buy mm -hmm. that. One game for what he did, if you watch the hit, seems to be uh, very nice. As I think he would have gotten four to five, maybe even uh, more than that, in a regular season game. But one game. And wow. as I said, the NHL treats their superstars different. Nikita Kucherov is mm -hmm. a superstar. Hmm. All right. So I was going to ask you what the normal uh, suspension time would frame would be uh, during the regular season, but uh, you're saying four to five games, huh? Okay. Uh, so he crushed uh, the play, hit him in the head. Uh, we know all these sports trying to get mm -hmm. rid of that, and uh, he shouldn't have done right. what he did. It was a dirty play. Mm hmm. Um, how about uh, Dansby Swanson? Uh, he's starting to get scooped up. Uh, you know. He, uh, might even already be scooped up because he's been a hot player uh, so far this season. Uh, former f uh, number one pick overall uh, for the Diamondbacks, right? Uh, back in the 2015. And uh, he's on the Braves right now. Uh, batting uh, is cooled off a little bit. 293, four home runs, 15 RBI. Uh, on base percentage of 392. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on him. Uh, I mean, he is a career 243 hitter, but, uh, you know, so far, he's raised his walk rate this year, lowered the strikeouts. Uh, the chase rate is better. Uh, his hard hit rate is a bit better. The exit velocity a little bit better. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on him. What do you, what do you think about Swanson's uh, uh, long-term outlook this season? Uh, so he sees somebody I'm remotely interested in. By the way, Gleyber Torres just got mm -hmm. called out on a pitch that was a good six inches outside. This is why, you know, once again, Cuesta, Kazon, please. That article, oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. please. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you see from the above, this was, in the, this was in the other batter's box. That's how bad a call this was. I mean, uh, it just it drives me insane how bad these umpires are. Anyway, Swanson is somebody I'm interested in. <laughs> and uh, easily, if it was Swanson or Galvis, I'd go Swanson here. This is a former number one overall pick, actually taken ahead of Alex Brakeman. It doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Actually, it means the Braves made a mistake. Right. That's really what it means. But uh, think about that. So that's how uh, highly talented he once was. Hey, Gritchick uh, was really taken before Trout. <laughs> But it was silly, really, I know. He really, that, uh, really you know, shouldn't to. tell any St. Louis Cardinal fans <laughs> that. 
Uh, that'll, that'll upset people. Uh, <laughs> Trout went, what, 16th overall? I think there was a lot of teams that passed. I believe the Yankees wanted him, too. New Jersey, boy, they were taking The Yankees mm. had the 18th pick that year. They missed him by two. So, uh, once again, so close yet so far. But anyway, Swanson is someone I do have yes. interest in. Yeah, I would, uh, I would look to mm-hmm. grab uh, Swanson. Middle infielder, once again, uh, I like that Braves offense. They're going to score some runs. He does hit at the bottom of it, which is somewhat concerning. Going to lose some at-bats there and some RBI opportunities. But still, Swanson is a guy I do like. Mm-hmm. How about uh, an old favorite, and I call him old, but he's still only 29 years old, uh, and uh, I think we, we kind of talked about him a little bit last week, but uh, Jason Hayward, uh, his ownership is kind of skyrocketing in some leagues, uh, batting three fifty one, uh, four home runs, uh, three stolen bases, and this is a guy that at one point it really looked like he was going to you know just take off and become like you know one of the you know upper echelon players in baseball got a lot of money uh from the cubs right um uh, you know had that uh, in 2012 just to show you how good he was 27 homers 21 stolen bases uh you know so batting like i said 351 now his uh uh advanced metrics uh, so far early in the season are, are pretty good they show that maybe his power is, is is real he's like i mentioned with swanson uh the hard hit and fly ball rates uh the exit velocities are up there so uh would you uh take a chance on on hayward i mean especially in leagues where you're starting five uh outfielders uh, I mean, it depends on what my guys are and who I'm releasing mm-hmm. to pick him up. But, yeah, he's on my radar again. But every time, I mean, every time, Joe, that I put him on my radar, it, you know, well, the radar gets jammed. Every time. I mean, yeah, uh, he, he's, he lets he's, you down. He's always disappointing. He lets you down. I mean, every time. So mm-hmm. uh, it's fool's gold. He's hitting well now, but I know as soon as mm-hmm. I grab him, he won't be. But, yes, I mean, you put it. Five outfielders, 12-team league, 60 outfielders are gone. You know, between the ones that are hurt now, the ones that are on people's benches or uh, that are using at utility, you'd be lucky if you have 10 outfielders that are ugh, on the way to the wire. So, yeah, he has to be considered a pickup if you need an outfielder. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Another piece of baseball news, Nick Castellanos will be out this weekend. He's got that toe injury. Won't play mm-hmm. Saturday or Sunday. Uh, that makes me like Pineda even more. Mm. Good update there, George. Uh Chad Pinder. Uh, this A's offense just you know, keeps on humming along, doesn't it? And it's like, you know, every time that you look into, not you personally, but uh, sometimes, you know, you say, hey, you know, uh, you know, last year was was kind of like smoke and mirrors, but but they, they keep on just producing, you know. And, uh, I like this guy, Chad Pinder, uh, who uh, in Yahoo League's outfielder, second baseman, shortstop, uh, you look at his numbers so far this year. Uh, he's got three home runs, 308 batting average, uh, OPS of 885. Uh, what do you think about uh, Chad Pinder's long-term outlook? Pinder, he's another guy, once again, he's on my radar because he's available in a whole bunch of leagues, right? Uh, another middle infielder, second baseman. There seems to be a, a plethora of these guys. Lots of guys out there for the middle infield if you need somebody. Yeah. Uh, He's on an A's team that can hit, but not in the greatest ballpark. It's a pitcher's ballpark there. So uh, mm-hmm. that concerns me somewhat. He should get plenty of plate appearances this year, right? Because no Jed Lowry there. So he, he sort of right. gets that position, gets to, gets to play, which is always uh, important. I like to look at playing time and make sure the guy I'm, uh, you know, the guy I'm grabbing is actually going to play. Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think the batting average is going to. I know he's batting with he's batting with three hundred now, three hundred eight, I believe, offhand. Uh, I don't think that sticks. He's, he has no speed. You know, so you're really looking for a combination of power RBIs there. I don't know if he'll give you enough of either one to, to truly justify it. But as a middle infielder, I don't mind it. Once again, I think it depends mm-hmm. on what category he's trying to hit. If you're looking for power, you know, from your middle infielder, you need extra home runs because you don't have it, fine. But generally in fantasy, uh, power is uh, – you should have that. And you, could, you, you, should be able to, mm-hmm. you should have been able to draft that unless you, well, really things went wrong here. You got a lot of injuries. So I don't know if you want to grab him. Uh, I, I generally look for average. That's what I want. Or speed. And he's not – he might – speed he's not going to give you any. We know that. Average, all right, if you mm-hmm. believe – you know, but 308, I think that comes way down back to maybe where he doesn't hurt you in average. But I don't think it'll help you much. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody, I, I know that, that, that you don't like these wide-ranging questions when I ask them. But specifically in your league, not, I'm not talking I, – I know that everyone has different size leagues that they play in. Anyone that you're looking at specifically uh, to pick up this week, uh, just between you and I. 
No one else is going to hear about it? Excellent. Because, you know, I wouldn't want to no. give this away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the great thing is when you with these kind of questions, uh, it really doesn't matter about the guy we're talking about. It's who you're releasing. Yeah, it's probably one of my pet peeve yeah. questions when people ask me on Twitter yeah. or Slack or whatever. You know, if you, oh, should I pick up this guy? Well, who are you releasing? You know, I can't really answer mm-hmm. that question unless you tell me who you're releasing or, you know, what, what you're going to do there because that would certainly change. Uh, it changes the question. By the way, Carlos Gonzalez was called up today by the Cleveland Indians. No, I don't think you should go out and grab him. But I'm um, just just letting you know he was called <laughs> up by the Indians today. Uh, so, Maybe know, in an 18 team league. <laughs> yeah. It would probably have to be at least 16. I mean, with that, or yeah, that's what I'm AL saying. Only. An 18-lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that would be uh, that be the only thing. By the way, did you did you know that giant? Well, we haven't mentioned it. That, that giant Rocky game went 18 innings last night. You know, I did not watch. <laughs> All right, I, I went to bed about inning seven or eight. Uh, I've only found out this morning that it actually went 18. Uh, God, mm. what time did that game end? That'd be at the, at the 3 a.m. Eastern time. Had to be. I mean, I fell asleep. Uh, what game was on MLB last night? At, uh, at I forget which which game it was, but uh, I don't think that was on. That was a nationally televised game. I don't think so but, either. Uh, I was yeah, watching was... more hockey last night. As far as uh, mm-hmm. the lateness, uh, I was watching the Vegas and Sharks. Uh, speaking of hockey, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, Connor McDavid has a small tear of the PCL ligament. If you're a hockey fan, you know that David uh, McDavid in that last game, right, last game of the regular season, uh, slid into the post, and uh, he thought he broke his leg. It ends up not being a broken leg, a slight tear of the PCL. Uh, what that means is still uh, remains to be seen, but it uh, doesn't look to be terrible. But you wonder if they're going to have to repair this. They have, if, can rehab do it? Can time do it? Or do they have to go in and do it? Uh, PCL is not good if it's completely torn, but a slight tear, he should be okay. So a uh, little hockey news for you there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Yes, I just pulled up the box score of that uh, Giants-Rockies game. Uh, we got uh, Trevor Story. I mean, the, the, this this Rockies offense, like I mentioned uh, before, I was surprised. I mean, you know, just how poorly uh, they've been playing. You know, I mean, when you look, I mean, uh, I mean, Desmond up to his old tricks of uh, his batting one sixty to start the season. He was two for seven. Uh, they've had a ton of injuries. Uh, Daniel Murphy, of course. Uh, McMahon, who you know, I mean, expected something out of him. I mean, even uh, Charlie Blackman. Uh, is batting 232. Uh, Hampson, uh, Garrett Hampson, who you know a lot of uh, there was a lot of speculation in the preseason because of his you know speed potential. Uh, he's starting the season uh, 154. Arenado, when's the last time you saw his average below 290? He's batting 263. <laughs> so uh, Rockies uh, offense getting off to a very slow start there, my friend. They are. I mean, uh, it, listen, it's April 13th. Not going to panic here. Uh, hell, they had a blizzard in Colorado the other day. Uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it, it is what it is. Uh, you mentioned Desmond Alter's old tricks. Yes, he's done this before. I think mm-hmm. they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to, once again, I'm not going to old panic about it. Uh, I'm not going to be starting to trade Blackman, trade right now and get rid of everybody. I think they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So you relax and you wait. Mm-hmm. Got to have patience. Baseball's a long season. That's the way it is. By the way, updating that McDavid injury, uh, surgery is not expected. Rest and rehab should have him completely healthy and fine for the 2019-20 NHL regular season. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Um, hey, Dakota Hudson, two-star pitcher on my bench, 15-team league. Pitching against Milwaukee and the Mets. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to get the advantage of those two starts. Mm, Should I start? Good it? luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Milwaukee and the Mets, two good hitting teams. Mets, right? they, they can hit better than they can pitch right now, and they pitch pretty well. Uh, that's two good mm-hmm. hitting teams there. Uh, I got them in my home league. Right, I'm probably going to start them. You know, because mm-hmm. once again, if you can't start them in a two-start uh, uh, week, why do you have them on your team? What's that's the question I always yeah. ask? It. Yeah, if you if you have a pitcher, you know, a borderline pitcher, and you're not starting when he has two starts that week, why is he on your team? Yeah, really, why mm-hmm. why is he there? It's probably time to move on here. So I'll give him a shot here, but uh, I admit I'm not expecting anything. Mm-hmm. How about Tyler Maley? This this is a tough one. I don't own him, but uh, and he's very uh, he only he's only has a 19 percent ownership in CBS uh, sports leagues, uh, but uh, he's going against the. Uh, Home run hitting uh, Dodgers, uh, 
against Kenta Maeda and uh, also against San Diego, Joey Lucchese. Um, Mainly uh, 0.82 ERA to start the season, 12 Ks in 11 innings. Uh, these are both uh, uh, road games for Mainly. Once again, he uh, definitely is the hot guy, right? So uh, he, if you have him on your roster, you're certainly starting him. Ride it while it lasts. He can get rid of him after this week. And I believe, I know yeah. in one league, I actually have Matt Harvey. You know, and I was, I was going to dump Matt Harvey until I saw him. Oh, look at that. He's got two starts this week. So I'll dump him after this week. Texas and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah, I don't we'll love come it, back. What the hell? <laughs> when we come back, we'll dice. update you on uh, the uh, live action that's happening. Live action. Take a look at some uh, lineups. Uh, from later games, and uh, maybe take a look at the uh, the main slate in DFS. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. <laughs> we laugh because uh, no one can really hear what Sean says behind the uh, behind the scenes here. How he uh, plays the intro and then plays off it to tell us we're in, that we're live again. Uh, speaking of live, don't look now, but NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL Draft with the first round on Thursday, April 25th. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Football has a 365 day uh, league that you really need to pay attention to and uh, very smart of the Roto experts uh, to uh, cover it 365 days a year. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. I mean, and uh, you know, we had Jim Day on last uh, last week, and uh, he's continuing to do drafts, and uh, you know, I got to get into one of his as well because you know you t- you tend you you're so focused on this time of year on, on baseball uh, that uh, you, you have to keep uh, current with uh, what's happening in terms of uh, you know off season. ADPs, and now of course it's going to change once uh, the draft is completed uh, uh, this season. So, uh, good stuff from the Roto experts. Uh, definitely take advantage of uh, all the good information that they uh, provide. Three hundred sixty-five day a year NFL coverage. So uh, we were brought in uh, another one bites the dust by Queen there. And so I mentioned I was at a, a school play. It was a middle school play. Uh, it was. The kids were really great. Uh, I went last night to uh, School of Rock and I uh, went to the, uh, they had an after party, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Uh, and it was amazing to me to see a bunch of uh, middle schoolers, or, you know, seventh and eighth graders, uh, you know, they were, had music on and they were singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, and I'm like, this is a song that's like, you know, how, how old is that song, George? It's got to be 30 plus years old, right? And to me, it's a no, musical it's masterpiece. 30 plus, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 40 plus. But uh, yeah, yeah, po- possibly, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you saw. Don't recall if you saw the uh, the, the Queen movie uh, by, by the name. No, Rhapsody. Still, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll catch it on Netflix eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, it's definitely worth watching, but uh, it shows you, gives you an idea of what it took to create that song, George. And it's really, a, to me, it's like a musical masterpiece. Like, it, you know, it's like almost like three songs rolled into one. And just to, to, to listen to these uh, seventh and eighth graders singing along, knowing every single word, it was just, you know, it was surreal. Absolutely. Um, my kids love that song as well. My daughter, my oldest mm-hmm. daughter, Dakota, loves Queen. She knows more about Queen than I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, Queen's one of my top bands, but, uh, yeah, she loves them, so she's always playing uh, that song. And you, uh, they love Bohemian Rhapsody, another one bites the dust, da-da-da. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I say he, uh, he left us too soon, Freddie Mercury. He certainly did. Yeah, he was yeah. a great, great artist. Uh, just great. I mean, had that, had that voice. Just had that nice voice. And uh, as a Queen, i not as big a fan with them with, uh, I forget who's their lead singer now, but... Uh, the guy from uh, uh, from American Idol, the, the, the uh, Adam something or other, but the, Lambert anyway, it doesn't matter. Adam Lambert. Lambert, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lambert. Adam Lambert. That's, uh, that's who it is. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just I'm, I don't. Yes, I want you. Once the singer leads, I just it's not not the same band. Once the lead singer's gone, mm-hmm. although I guess Van Halen did pretty good once. Uh, David Lee Roth left. I still did like. Yeah, Sunday. for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, as we uh, close out the show. Uh, George, you're our closer guru. So give us an idea of what's happening uh, or what our listeners need to know about closers. You know, uh, you know what's going on, who who's, uh, has the potential to lose their job uh, or move into the, uh, the closer position. So what do you got for us there, George? Well, everybody has the potential to lose their job, right? It's the closers. It's their. It's the most pressure <laughs> position in sports. You you blow a couple of saves, mm-hmm. the media's calling mm-hmm. for your head. You know, fans yeah. are calling for your head. Hell, maybe even the owners calling for your head. And that seems to be what happens mm-hmm. here with closers. So it's, it's a very volatile position here. So mm-hmm. uh, listen, we know uh, what about ten days ago, AJ Mitta came back off the DL. He's not going to replace Vizcaino, but he's going to be in the mix sometimes. Pretty much, it means if there's left-handed mm-hmm. at bats due up in the ninth inning and he hasn't been used earlier. He could steal some saves with this guy in there, so I'd be a little bit worried there. One little phenomenon this season I've seen, Joe, is that quite a few teams have the closer by committee, you know, which is hard yeah. for fantasy owners. It's a trend, uh, right? Rollins, one... Oh, is it a trend or is this a one-year thing? I think it comes down to teams that just don't have anybody. They don't have that ace, mm-hmm. you know. So they're. Uh... I mean, when you think about it, Joe, when you truly think about it, <laughs> it's probably the way it should be. Because if you want to win a baseball game, you shouldn't have a closer. You really should. Sometimes you right. need your because generally your closer is your best reliever. Not for every team, but generally your closer is your mm-hmm. best reliever, and you're automatically using him in the ninth inning. And a lot of those saves, we know it. It's six three. You're facing the bottom of the order. It's an easy. You no, know, I could get these guys out. I mean, but using your best close because <laughs> it's a save situation. But you know what? A lot of times the, in uh, in these games, the game is on the line in the seventh inning. That's really where you go. You know, one guy come, should come in. Uh, so I don't, I don't really mind it because, uh, in the case of the Miami Marlins, they're not doing that, all right. Or Arizona Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. they are saying the Miami Marlins. They just don't have anybody else, right? They don't, they don't mm-hmm. have that. There's no uh, set guy there. If they had one, they probably would use them. But they're a team that's going right. with the committee. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. This is a situation to watch here. All right, Josh Hader is their best reliever. It's not close, but they like using him for multiple outs, and they like using him once again, sort of when the game's on the line in the seventh or eighth inning. Now, I say it's interesting because Jeremy Jeffress, who closed for a time last year, should come back yep. off the I.L. this week. You know, I don't think he'd get mm-hmm. the closing role back immediately. I don't. But if he's pitching well, I can see him getting it. You know, getting it, and then once again, we'll go back to, uh, you know, we'll go back to Hader using the seventh and the eighth. It's a situation to watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is, uh, is driving us all crazy. Right, uh, Magic Gate Cap was sort of trolling us. You don't know who's going to close out the game. Robertson has struggled. Right, Neris came in the other day. Sir Anthony Dominguez not quite uh, as dominant as he was last year. Dubé Ramos got a shot the other day, failed, but got a shot. I mean, really, until uh, Robertson figures himself out, this is a nightmare for fantasy owners. A good team without a set close, you don't know who to go trust here. If you're a Robertson owner, I'm not saying release him. I probably wouldn't yet, but I'm my concern meter, my concern. Concernometer? How about that? Concernometer is certainly going up here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. works uh, for me. I like it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a closer on a good team that could be out on the waiver wire, I would go out and get Ryan Brazier. 
He saved the game last mm-hmm. night. We've seen that slowly mm-hmm. changing over the past, since really the beginning of the season. It was Matt Barnes to begin the season. He struggled somewhat, but not terribly. But now we're seeing him being used mm-hmm. early in the game. He was in the sixth inning last night. Right. Ryan Brazier, and I'm going to claim him in my home league, is someone I think you should be taking a shot at, that he might be the closer there. Like I said, it's not written in stone, but uh, keep an eye on this. We're all waiting for Minnesota, really, to give us a closer. Right, this is a team we expect to win eighty-five games somewhere around there. It's a lot of saves. We mm-hmm. just don't know. Is it Trevor May? You know, is it Blake Parker? I think they're leaning towards Parker. So if you need to take a shot in the dark and hope, you know, shot and hope, Parker is someone I would grab from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, and the other, only really other closer note, you know, when Strickland went out, uh, he's not out until June. I think he's on a sixty-day DL, so he's not coming back anytime soon. We are wondering who's going to close there. We thought it would be Cody Gearin. It seems to me it's a hodgepodge, really, whoever. You know, it's almost like whoever they feel like throwing in, they think they can get the job done that night. There's no set closer there, which is a shame for a team, the Seattle Mariners, who are winning so many games. And, uh, you know, you brought up that stat earlier. They're the first team. They were the first team that hit 15 home runs in the, uh, 15 straight games to open a season with a home run. Well, they're, not, they're now at 16. Mm-hmm. They keep doing it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, with the with the Mariners, you know, I see that uh, Elias is, is somebody that people are looking at uh, on the, the waiver wire. Uh, Schwarzak was somebody that, uh, you know, was, was getting some opportunities, but there's no clarity there yet, right? No, no, no real clarity. That's why you got nothing. To, there's nothing you can do here. Yeah, there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. here. If you get one, you're liable to be disappointed when you get your one save that he doesn't close or he's in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to do what, like I said, what teams probably should do. And you bring in the reliever that best fits that inning. You know, if it's in the seventh mm-hmm. inning, that's when you're bringing him in. The eighth inning, that's when you're bringing him in. That sort of situation. Right. So, I mean, do you do you see that this uh, – I know you said that it, 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 your thoughts – you think it might be just that there's not enough talent on the specific teams, uh, you know, to, and and that's why they're kind of using this committee thing. So you you don't see this as as something that you know could catch on, and uh, you know, because because you mentioned it makes more sense for teams to use the better picture, uh, you know, as needed, as game situations warrant. No, I wish it would catch on, Joe. I do. I think it's the right way to go about it. But the, notice how – what are all these teams that I mentioned that are using this sort of committee approach? What do they all have in common? They don't have that established great closer. There's no, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's no Mariano Rivera's. There's no Chapman's. There's no Jansen's. You know, these are, they don't have the established – because if they had an established guy and you weren't using him as a closer, you'd be getting close to the agent going, hey, what the hell is going on mm-hmm. here? Why is my guy coming to the seventh inning? You know, because what, what right. gets paid, Joe? What gets paid? Saves get paid. No one's paying for yeah, a hole. Yeah. No one's paying for a seven. I was going to say, guy. yeah. It, it, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> stupid because it's, it's, it's the wrong way mm-hmm. how the game should be. It's not how the game should be played. But no one's paying for that. Mm-hmm. So that's why what the coincidence right. is with all these teams that we're talking about, they don't have that established guy. Because if they did, that guy would be closing. I don't think there's, any, there's little doubt about mm-hmm. that. You know, that's just the way it is because mm-hmm. the agent will have a heart attack that you're not using his guy in the ninth inning. And you hear the player say, well, right. I'll pitch much better if I know what inning I'm going to come in at. That's so why I can prepare for it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in a, a league with a, some guys from the uh, FNTSY Blue. It's in there. I think they call it the pit. And uh, we uh, track saves and holds. So, uh, I mean, it's a pleasure, you know, because you, you, I like that. You, you don't I have like to that. go after. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go for the uh, the uh, the closer. And, uh, you know, how hard it is to uh, roster. Plus, it opens up a new player and, pool. You have more players to grab. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, when it comes to Brazier that you mentioned uh, for the Red Sox, you had always said that he was the guy with uh, uh, more talent in that bullpen as compared to, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Matt, uh, I'm drawing a Barnes, blank. Yeah. Barnes, got, Barnes, Barnes. Right. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, only reason uh, Brazier didn't start the season as the closer was because he was hurt in spring training. So he got a little bit of a late start. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he might have won the job out of spring training. I'm not saying he's going to keep the job all season, but I'm saying I think he gets, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore. Boston's playing better. I think they're going to get more save opportunities. But, yeah, if he blows a couple of them, well, then it's all out the window mm-hmm. here. You know, and then we also have Craig right. Kimball. Where the hell is he going to end up? You know, the fact that he doesn't have a, still doesn't have a job on April 13th is amazing to me. What the hell is going on here? He should certainly have a job, but he's not, he's not dropping his price tag down. We keep hearing him, you know, Milwaukee he was interested, then of course it went away. Washington was interested in what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. Went away. Atlanta, it went away. And when it, it keeps going away, it means you want too much. You just want, you still want right. too much money. I wonder if it's the money or the time that he hasn't come off of, right? Because he wanted, you know, years, right? And it wasn't just 
the 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 salary. He wanted six years, a hundred million. He wanted to be a hundred million dollar mm-hmm. over six years. That was never going to happen. Never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he was unrealistic to begin with, you know. And, and that's just silly. Uh, and and I say it was stupid. It was just stupid of him and his agent to think he was going to get that, especially coming off a year where you were good in the first half. Second half, you struggled. In, in you know, World Series, you had to be replaced. Right, Chris Sale had to come in right. and bail your ass mm-hmm. out. Or so uh, it, I said. I, I just found it strange of what he wanted uh, at that time. And I mean, listen. When always, I don't think it's uh, years, by the way, because I think right now he's going to have to settle for a one-year deal, make good deal, and try to have a go, mm-hmm. you know, go back at it next year. I think that's what he has to do. No one's going to sign up for a three, four-year deal now for fifteen million or anything like that. <laughs> I don't see that happening. So it can't be the years, right. but he still must want twelve, thirteen, fourteen million dollars a year. He's probably going to settle for mm-hmm. one-year seven million, one-year eight million, prorated at that. Right, right, right. Uh, that's the same thing uh, with. Uh, Keiko, uh, at this stage, I think he's just going to have to prorate his salary because I had heard uh, maybe a week ago that, uh, look, you know, I think he's willing to take maybe a one-year deal, but uh, it would have to be uh, – he doesn't want to go below uh, the qualify the, the numbers or the rate of his qualifying offer that the uh, Astros – I guess he's embarrassed now, right? What did the Astros offer him? Something like $17 million and he and he didn't take it? So uh, from what I understand that, uh, you know, it, there's lots of rumors that go back and forth. But, uh, you know, I, I guess he would probably accept a prorated salary at this stage. He just doesn't want to well, go you put it perfectly. What, what he could have had. Yeah. <laughs> you put it perfectly. He's embarrassed. He's embarrassed <laughs> because he turned down mm-hmm. that seventeen million. Now he's not gonna make that. I believe the last thing we've heard of that is that he said he would take it now. A prorated, you know, sixteen point mm-hmm. nine, seventeen million. Good luck. No one's yeah, giving yeah. you that either. Mm-hmm. All right, you're not right, getting that. Right. All right. That's that's gone. That's hell and gone. So uh mm-hmm. you know, it's I'm not saying these uh what's going on is right. I'm just telling it's it's reality. It's the reality of how the game's being mm-hmm. played right now. You're not going to get that. Uh, you're not getting that $17 million a year. You know, no one knows what kind of shape you're going to be and how long it's going to take you to pitch. I don't care you're throwing 90 pitches every five days. All right, we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really work until you face major league hitters. So uh, good luck there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so uh, any uh, thing you like on the uh, the uh, night slate here? Uh, we have. Uh, I'm looking at DraftKings. Justin Verlander, by far the most expensive option on DraftKings, eleven thousand one hundred. Uh, Sean Newcomb against the Mets, eighty-seven hundred. Merrill Kelly, eighty-five hundred. Adam Wainwright still kicking, eighty-three hundred. It's amazing, Adam Wainwright still kicking, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it just, it's just, it's just, it's a strange thing. This guy's still around. You know, you don't even realize. But he's acknowledged. That. I think this I, is last year. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, he, he's not really a fantasy right. player anymore, so we don't we don't talk about him all that much because uh, no one, <laughs> right, you know, right. he's not someone you want there. So that's why we don't realize that he's still uh, around here. Uh, Verland, I mean, that that seems high to me against Seattle. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't think I'm going to go with Verlander tonight. Uh, because I think mm-hmm. there'll be some home runs that are hit there. I mean, not that I think Seattle's going to beat him up. But I don't know if he's going to have a great mm-hmm. game either. Yes, I don't think I'm going to go with Verlander tonight. And you know, it's going to first thing I always look at pitching. You know, I like to get my uh, uh, my top-notch starting pitching, so I know I'm in, in good shape there. And say I love somebody tonight. You know, it's one of those nights, Joe, Joe where I, I may have it's to an go, ugly one. go to yeah. FanDuel tonight. Yeah, maybe going to FanDuel. I did it yeah. last Saturday. It, maybe it was even Saturday or Saturday. One of the big nights, I couldn't find anybody. So I ended up going. I couldn't find that second mm-hmm. pitcher. So I went to, uh, to mm-hmm. FanDuel, uh, and I might, yeah. I might just do it again. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good policy. Hey, uh, we're going to be on together tomorrow from 8 a.m., tomorrow being Sunday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., uh, Fantasy Sports Today. And then I'll be covering for Cam, and uh, we'll be doing a weekend fantasy update. Uh, tomorrow, Game of Thrones uh, premiere for the final season. We'll try to find some odds on which characters might get killed off. we got to find that, George. It could be a fun, uh, fun segment. Great job for Sean Angle. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for George for... Good luck with that with that uh, ceiling there, George. All right, thanks for listening to the Week of Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs>